0: Launch on Amazon, get it going for two or three months, get some sales, test some headlines, test pricing. And then once you've got some momentum, launch your own e-commerce store on a site like Shopify and then start trying to drive organic traffic or paid traffic there.
1: practical selling where do you recommend people sell do they do Shopify do they do Amazon you have an interesting approach
0: well we started on Amazon and then after about eight months we launched on Shopify and the reason we did that was because Amazon has an existing marketplace existing buyers people are going to Amazon to buy Uh, not to mention that you can have fulfillment by Amazon which means you never have to take possession of the product that you're selling you might just order it from a manufacturer, send it to Amazon, and then when people take orders from you, Amazon are the ones that actually sends it right, out from their warehouse. Yeah. So um, we started on Amazon. It was the quickest. It was the easiest. There were already people going there to shop. So we, you know, there was a built-in customer base. Um, eight months after that, after we were making sales, we got up to like um, tens of thousands of dollars in sales per month. We then launched on on our own Shopify site. And then we started driving traffic, um, you know, f- paid, um, paid advertising to our Swanixleep.com website, and that, um, in the long run, will be better than selling on on Amazon because with the Shopify account, we're able to capture someone's email address, which means we're able to then sell them other products. Whereas if you're only selling on Amazon, Amazon actually controls the customer. It's it's a lot harder for you to be able to communicate with your customer ongoing just on on amazon so i would say if you are looking to launch a physical products business i would say uh, launch on amazon get it going for two or three months get some sales test some headlines test pricing and then once you've got some momentum launch your own e-commerce store on a site like shopify and then start you know trying to drive organic traffic or paid traffic there
1: Well, one of the things I talked about it in this mentor conference that you, you were there speaking to last Friday is that you have to look not just at absolutes, but also at subjective progress. So absolute progress would be like, okay, Ray-Ban makes $10 billion and you're only making one or two. So, you know, comparatively, but with them, you're, you're not doing very well and you're going too slow, but you have to look at the subjective. Where were you last year? What was revenue last year? in the 12 month
0: so 24 months on Amazon it was about 4 almost 400 in the first 12 months so
1: 400 and now you project you'll be at 2 yeah. million yeah so you look that's that is 5x okay a 500% increase in revenue now what happens if you did that one more time yeah so what's 5x of 2 2 million dollars would be the following year you'd be at 10 and what's what's one more Five xing, it's fifty million. Then you're at two hundred fifty, and then you're at a billion in five years. Now odds are you won't be able to continue to grow at the same rate. That's very rare, but you have to look at yourself and go, okay, is to is four hundred thousand to two million. Does how does that feel? Was that five x? And if you start comparing yourself the wrong way, you'll feel like you're slow. But I don't think it's slow. I think just remember one thing. Going too fast can also get you in trouble because you make a mistake, you get too much inventory of glasses. So I, I think it, I think it's right along the right growth rate. Now, what you should be preparing yourself for is January one till the next December thirty first, twenty eighteen. How are you going to get to ten million? And we talked about today. We had a company meeting uh, with tristan in australia your brother and i was talking about setting up this framework of of testing and you should be able to have that set by hopefully january 1st you're really good at it so i I think it's fine okay pigs get fat hogs get slaughtered some people are hogs they just go too fast and they get slaughtered in the marketplace For those of you listening who want to be entrepreneurs, you got to be good at marketing. To be good at marketing, you have to understand that all marketing is rooted in basic and advanced psychology. So I just find it's interesting because I do find that Zach and James have somewhat similar psychology. But, but so both I'm, of us were like, kids. Yeah. And it's an emotional psychology. doesn't change is an emotional thing. Thing. By the time you're. 1 years old a lot of stuff is hardwired even in the womb a lot of stuff is hardwired your DNA so you guys have that we, it, it, but whenever, it's called whenever commitment I commitment consistency bias, when, when they I just, decide they watched the, a, they watch one game, that's my team that'll last for 80 years. <laughs> but like, well, yeah, you, you, when you find something that you like, it wasn't like I sat down and looked at all 32 or 30 NBA teams and went, which all right, is which what, one, yes, which, which is one more logical way. No, I saw one as a kid. I was emotionally invested, moved by what I saw. And that's I, fine. so that's logical. With, that's not logical. It, it's emotional, but you're an emotional kind of guy. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm done. Zach, Zach is <laughs> Zach is he's alternating, He's alternating straw. between weeping right now and anger.
0: I weep on the inside. He weeps on, he's crying on the inside. Well, aren't all buying decisions emotional yes. and then you justify with logic? Yes. Well, a small percentage of planet
1: Earth is highly logical, hmm. and uh, there's a good book on this called Descartes' Error or something like that, and it's basically a scientist talking about how emotion, even the non-emotional people listening who think that there are these logical, robotic Dr. Spock, you're much more emotional. Somebody said Zach's just PMSing time.
0: So we're talking about Dove before Dove did a commercial aimed at women like six years ago, where it really pulled at the emotional heartstrings. And I remember watching it was like a six minute YouTube video. And in the end, I was almost crying. It was damn so emotional. And I was thinking, how the <laughs> hell does this make anyone want to buy Dove soap? But yet I read all the business stories about it, and they had this huge increase in sales as a direct result of that ad. And Dove w- had nothing to do with the ad except for the final scene. Well, which look was at Coca-Cola. Fun- yeah, which is like, Dove. Yeah, coca the, See, so there's two cognitive biases.
1: This is advanced uh, psychology marketing right here we're talking about now there there's 25 advanced psychological biases that make humans decide to like swanny's glasses or whatever you guys want to sell one of them is called liking disliking bias Mm -hmm. so if people just like you Mm -hmm. they buy from you no matter what you're selling yeah and the second thing is something called association bias where for example if you have the rock hold well, a good example of this was LeBron James, pro basketball player, one of the greatest ever. He he does a McDonald's commercial where he's like holding a bag of McDonald's. Well, we all know pro athletes eat well, trust me. I, whenever, I, I've gotten to know a lot of pro basketball players, and even Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I was at his house. He lives in, in L.A. Now he's in Houston. But fascinating thing, the first thing I noticed – he took my cool tour. One, he has more shoes than me. He has an insane. He actually added on to his house for shoes. <laughs> he created a shoe section of that. Wow. But he's a, he's got his own shoe brand. He probably can make 100 million bucks for shoes. So right. he has a shrine to shoes, so to speak. But the other thing is food. He eats while well. He had a chef in there cooking perfect. He does, you know, Chris Ball's in great shape. So I mean, LeBron James is paid probably. 10, 15 million bucks by McDonald's to hold this bag, even though I guarantee you his number one diet tip is not eat McDonald's, but that's called the association bias. If you like LeBron James, remember the liking bias is first. And so first their target market was people who like LeBron, okay? So they run ads to people who like LeBron James. Then, so that's the liking, disliking bias. Then you have him hold your brand, which is McDonald's, and the we associate the two, and ipso facto we love McDonald's. Now that's what Coca Cola did. They had Michael Jackson. They paid. You know, Michael Jackson had a contract with Pepsi. No,
0: Pepsi. It was Pepsi, yeah, wasn't Pepsi it? Yeah.
1: For one billion dollars, but then he had all those scandals, and they canceled it. Mm-hmm. But he was to be paid over a series of years. One billion. This is in the eighties or early nineties. Think how much up. That's like five billion now.
0: Tiger Billion. Woods, Tiger Woods had that as well with I think Accent Accenture, Accenture um, and uh, maybe and Nike, right? It was Nike yes. Accenture maybe Titleist? No, actually, it was Nike, yeah, Nike and Accenture. And then when he had all those scandals, when all you know the womanizing came out, he lost all of those deals, and right. the, the brands just start jumping ship, right? I, I'm always curious, like how how much does it affect? How much does it negatively affect the brands if their star you know, person is involved in a scandal because they jump ship very quickly. Yeah, they just did the Danin thing. Danin yogurt just
1: jump ship from Cam who? Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton because uh, Cam Newton said that that's he was sex. Running route sounds <laughs> funny. He, he apologized. Um, uh but which is which is truth? the gut reaction and response or the apology that comes after it wasn't the it wasn't worse than dove what cam newton did let me put it that (laughs) way well cam newton was more just it was he apologized and said it wasn't right and he's embarrassed but he got dropped from dannon and and a couple other
0: places do you think do you think the two were too politically correct because I'm, I'm just like, you know, he said that thing. Yeah, it was bad, but the guy apologized. Let's move on. But then to 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 cancel a multi-million-dollar sponsorship deal, I don't know. Is that is it too much? Zach, do you think? We're, I think that's we're a business po- decision. Are we, are we
1: too politically correct these days? Hell, and yes. But I think that's a business decision more so than a PC decision. I think the outrage is a bit, right, right bit uptight and PC, but. But I'll say that the dove one is not, if you're mad about that, that's not politically correct. That's, that one's go, that crosses the line mm. of. But uh, here's mm. the thing. I don't think you should get upset. That's just stupid. That's what I'm saying. But it but wasn't saying, supposed to be. Obviously. But if you didn't like the dumb. Dove commercial that shows a black person washing their melanin off their skin and turning white, like that one is egregiously <laughs> exactly Is that a video or is that just a print It's ad. a print ad. It's. Just, I would love to do the
0: video. I will say, as an Australian in this country, I, this country is so politically correct, it's right. ridiculous. Like in Australia, we make fun of each other. We make fun of different races. We do it in a joking kind of jovial way. You come over here, it's like, oh my God, right. you can't say certain words without like, oh, what, what did you just say? What did you say? It's, from people trying to uh,
1: judge intent, and there's no way you can know intent. Well, sometimes, what was Dove's intent? I just think they were, They, I, I don't think it was someone that was there going, you know, black people are dirty, and white people are clean, <laughs> no. and we'll use that as a visual. Yeah, but come on, you have to have half a brain to realize that one ain't going nowhere. But but what what I would say about political correctness is, some of the political correctness is probably overboard and some is on track. But the main thing we do wrong, and this is another psychological bias of the 25 biases, it's called the availability bias. And so we attack things that are easier to understand and we miss more important issues. Perfect example of this. Um, People, let's take even marijuana. So marijuana has been very controversial in terms of Should it be legal? And now it's becoming increasingly legal. And there's people who are outraged and they have their science saying that marijuana is bad for you. But what we know for sure is alcohol causes 70% or 70% of murders have somebody who was clinically basically drunk. So no one talks about alcohol being a way bigger problem in the world than marijuana. So you could be politically correct and flip out over marijuana, but you're missing what you really should flip out over, which is more important stuff like alcohol. Even cigarettes are much more deadly. Very few, I think there's been one reported murder where somebody was high on marijuana. Like just marijuana is not a bad, in terms of statistics, Mm. and anything you do in excess like is probably not that good for you. If you smoke cigarettes, marijuana, you drink too much, like a little bit, is great, a little wine, stuff like that. But my point is that what's really wrong with society is we're going after what's easily available to our brain and we're missing what we really should be protesting. For example, I always say this, like some people protest and think that me selling online programs on how to build businesses is somehow a scam. And I'm like, what about $1.2 trillion in college debt? And they think it's probably higher. That's only reported institutional debt. It's probably $2 trillion. Now, we're not talking about a billion. We're talking about two trillion. And is anybody going to have the conversation like our colleges run too much like businesses in the sense that they'll take any student, even though a lot, at least 50% of people go to college, their degree is not going to help them. They're getting a degree in art history, Mesopotamian history. They think there's not enough jobs to be a teacher for that. They know the math. But they still allow anybody to go to school, you can't get a refund, you can't discharge. So that's closer to a scam than anything, you know? People sometimes are so stupid with my stuff. I'm like, do you think a book about building a business is a scam? Mm. No. Well, if I put the damn thing online because I'm welcome to 2017 where people go online, how does it magically transform? If I wrote a book, How to Build a Social Media Marketing Agency, and I put it on Amazon for, for, you know, but people are buying it. If it was a college course, because most college, uh, tremendous amount of colleges study my social media stuff. How's that a scam if I put it online? I mean, it sounds to me how people want to consume data now online. Spotify. You think people are buying records anymore?
0: What the CDs? What percentage of people do you feel have actually been scammed from an online program or product? What do you, what do you think the truth is? The data so low. It's, it's 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 one out of a hundred thousand people.
1: I mean, what? So less than what, Less than one percent of people have less. actually been scammed online. Yet name an online class
0: that's a scam. Just name one. Isn't it funny as well that Donald Trump real estate program that wasn't a scam? No, no, that's what I was. That was the point. Like, remember that was in the news yes. uh, when the presidential run was going on, and everyone was in outrage, saying that that president that Donald Trump's real estate program was a complete scam, and all these people lost their money. And you, we have a mutual friend who actually did that course. I bought it for him. So there you go. I
1: did it in two thousand six. Whether or not you love Donald Trump, I can tell you this: his real online real estate school was one of the best classes I ever took. It helped me get it started in online. It was a thousand bucks. I did it. I think in oh six. It was so good. I bought it for my best friend uh, Herman for a thousand bucks for his birthday. I think it was August 20, 2006. He has a PhD in molecular neuroscience. And he said it's the best class he's ever taken. So I just read a fascinating book called The End of College, and it says that the, the Army in 1947 started studying distance learning as opposed to having a classroom. Back then it was like they'd mail you a course on, you know, in the mail. And there's been over 200 studies since that 1947 study, which found peep, there's a, people learn slightly better online than in a classroom. Isn't that funny? Because mm. you always hear, well, it's better to go to a class. The science is in. Go pick up the book. I don't know who wrote it, but it's a fascinating book. He says there's been over 200 uh, uh, pieces of research that validate the concept that you learn, for sure, equally as well, possibly better. So here's my... And I'm possibly going to do a Bitcoin ICO... uh, Not a Bitcoin, but a cryptocurrency ICO uh, to disrupt education. And basically... What we really want in the school system, in the business world, is you take the... Be- Imagine learning piano from the number one concert pianist in the world. See, a thousand, uh, hundred years ago, you couldn't do that because he'd have to physically come to your school. There was no video. There was no... Or very little. It wasn't... There's no internet. But now, we have a school system set up that you have... Every high school in America has a piano teacher... And a lot of them are subpar because you're not going to be able to find a million, you know, good piano teachers. So why not stream in one good one and then have a teacher there that's more like a, a tutor? So if you, you know, somebody walks up to you and says, "Okay, follow what? What's the guy's name? The great piano player Ling Ling or one of those guys? What's his name?" Ling Ling. Google. I think I went to a concert. He's a concert pianist. You have him streaming in a lesson. He's one of the great piano players alive. And, um, is it Ling Ling? I feel weird.
0: It's not Ling-a-ding-ding. Thank you, Zach. Maybe you could get the world's I'm best pickup artist to go out to, to stream in with lang you, Zach. When you lang go, Lang. When you go that, hit the, the Sunset it? Strip, huh?
1: Exactly. You should have the ba- It's too bad we can't go. Yeah, Lang Lang. Sorry, not Ling Lang. <laughs> ling, excuse my. <laughs> lang Lang Ling Ling. But imagine oh, that having... Sound alike to you. you <laughs> imagine having the best history teacher in the world, or the best uh, set of teachers, you might not just have one, the top 10 history people, you know how why people hate history? Because it's taught in a very boring way. So have the top 10 guys streaming into every score, and women streaming into half the schools in America, then you have the history teacher there as the tutor. But I mean, it, we have the most outdated education, and it's the same with business. For those who want to learn business, you know, traditionally people have gone to community college or their local college. Well, a lot of community colleges, their business classes, their marketing classes. that guy yesterday, I got in this, usually I try not to get in too many Twitter battles, but I would, I was had some spare time. So I just, he ended up getting mad and blocking me, but I had a little Twitter battle and, um, the guy, I, he goes, well, because I was basically, <laughs> so he was like trying to flame me about marketing. He has 106 Twitter followers and he, and I'm like, so he said something about marketing and then he goes, well, I guess me with my marketing degree, I you think I don't know anything about marketing. And I was like, people lie but numbers don't. If you have a marketing degree, he, he I believe him that he had a marketing degree. The problem is, what the hell was that worth if he can only get 106 Twitter followers? You know, especially if you're holding yourself out as a marketing expert. I'm not saying every person needs to have more than 100. You know, it's okay if you have one Twitter follower or zero. But if you're saying you're a master marketer,
0: you know. It doesn't matter what you know. It only matters what you do, right? Yeah. So it's like people, it's like you're encouraging people to read a book a day, right? Or read a lot more. And, and I actually learned the skill of reading a book a day from you when you were when you were mentoring me um one thing i've noticed these days is that people will at around a dinner conversation will talk about something that they read in a book it's almost like oh i read that book and i read in this this fascinating study blah 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 and they're saying it to try and almost show off like right. oh look at my intellect i read this book but the issue is that most of those same people don't actually put into action right. what they've learned so they're like i read a book i'm so smart Okay, terrific. So, what did you action from learning that? And most of the time, it's nothing.
2: So, you know, I spent most of my career... Uh, working on birds and, uh, in great detail. And the, the work I'm doing in the book on people is new, but I mean, really to clarify what the idea is that people think that beauty in nature, whether it's a bird paradise or a human is like a biological match.com profile full of information right. that mates need to know about, about that, that perspective of other mate, you know, who are his people? Does he come from a good egg? Uh, does he have, uh, money in the bank? Uh, what is he eating? You know, does he have a good diet? Uh, does he smoke? Or even what is he smoking, right? These are the things that mates uh, want to <laughs> know, right? Does he have right. actually transmit diseases, right? And so, so, so what that means is that every detail of ornament in nature is supposed to be a kind of, um, a kind of, uh, 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 of actionable intelligence, right? It's, right. Really, it's really about today. Now, the other possibility is that it's uh, merely beautiful, as I would say. That it's attractive for its own sake, right? And right. and the and, and and the difference between those two ideas is that one is about adaptation, right? If 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 mates are actually better, if you cho- if the things you prefer are actually better, that means that that mating and and beauty are just another example of adaptation, right? But if uh, but if uh, if 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 beauty is merely attractive, then that means something distinct. That means that there's other forces. In, in evolutionary biology than, than, the, than, uh, than adaptation. And that's an interesting uh, conundrum. So uh, to people, yes, uh, you know, uh, Buss and I would disagree about almost everything, in fact. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I would, I would, I would, I would uh, you know, you could start with, uh, with uh, waist-hip ratio. You know, um, the evidence that that's actually associated, it might be attractive to many people, and I don't deny there are some data to support that. But um, the idea that that's associated with uh, actually um, with, uh, you know, fertility or, 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 uh, or fitness is actually pretty poor. In fact, a lot of the most beautiful, what are considered to be some of the most beautiful people in the world, uh, fashion models, many of them are so starved uh, that they are, uh, 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 you know, uh, essentially um, unfertile. Uh, yet people find them to be totally attractive. What's with that? If they were, why would you prefer a mate who uh, no longer menstruates or you know has no uh, eggs that, that are available for fertilization, right? So, so there's lots of ways in which people's actual conception of beauty is not about uh, about improving their their their, their fitness. Uh, and what uh, evolutionary psychologists and others uh, lack is a critical view of the idea of the importance of natural selection in in in, in human evolution, or in evolution in general.
1: So. One of the things that you talk about in the book, I, I took notes here that I thought was really interesting that I think people will like. You're talking about, and I, I kind of see this, this is towards the end of the book. Um, you said, We humans have evolved through a distinct evolutionary advance of female interests. So one of the things we think about is that men are the decide. I mean, Not every, if you know more about the subjects, you don't think, but the common person thinks, look, it's men that are determining who's beautiful. It's male. You hear a lot of this, you know, who, Playboy Magazine or Maxim Magazine, they're determining what beauty is. But at the end of the day, it's really women who choose. Like our species, we humans are, it's men will sleep with anything, is the basic, easy way to say it, but women won't even, uh, Dr. Helen Fisher did some studies. I thought was interesting on animals where they would bring an elephant. You know, there was a female elephant at the San Diego zoo or something and they'd bring a male elephant, which looked just like a male elephant to them. And they, they wanted to have, you know, little elephant babies. So they stuck the male the male in the pen and the female ran to the other side. She found him unattractive. We couldn't see it, but there was something wrong with that male elephant. And so by her, in effect, running the other way, she was determining that man's DNA or that male's DNA will not uh, continue throughout time. And so, are you agreeing that it's really in society, it's women's view? And and women's choice—that's determining much more. They're much more important than men. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, you know, Ty, the, the uh, talking about human uh, uh, sexuality and the evolution of human sexuality is like the most complicated species there is, right? And why is that? Because er- everything is because women are complicated. No, no, you got you got <laughs> male, you got male choice and female choice. You got uh, 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 male male competition and female female competition. You also have uh, male coercion and female coercion. Giving uh, rise to sexual conflict of various kinds. And then on top of that, you have culture, right? Uh, and, and so what that means is we're, we are the most complicated species there is. So it's, it's no wonder we can get our thoughts uh, mixed up or unclear about this, right? So I think, you know, that both male choice and female choice are happening, actually, real time in people. The question is, how do we get to be the way we are right now? And what I argue in the book is that is that the decisive Feature, the decisive force that made humans uh, distinct from gorillas and chimpanzees that gave us all of our real differences from the rest of nature is female mate choice. And, and and you know, uh, the book is long. It takes uh, uh, 250 pages to deal with the birds. And that's only, only after that do you get started on, on the mammals and on the people, right? And so uh, understanding people, you know, it might be easier if we if we talked about, uh, birds for 250 pages, but that's, that maybe we, that's a, that, uh, well, well, let's cut to the people. So wh- what, what makes us different from apes, right? Well, one of the things that we're really different about apes, if you look at female sexuality in apes and monkeys, uh, especially old war monkeys, your average female is in a totally tough situation. There's some male that is in charge of her and in charge of her sexuality. He basically runs the show, right? So he controls you know, uh, uh, who she has sex with, et cetera and he's and he uh, and he's brutal about it, right? So one of the things that happens in in chimpanzees and and gorillas and other apes, or other uh, monkeys is that uh, if a new guy takes over, right, what's he do? The first thing he does is go and murder all the babies,
1: right that's called from the from that was from the infanticide or not infanticide and, but and, what and, what do you call and the reason the reason is
2: because when females are lactating when they're supporting a young baby offspring they're not- right
1: they're not fertile
2: and so 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 he is in charge of the troop now or the group and he doesn't have control over uh, he can't expand his 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 fertility how does he do that he murders all the babies Right. And then, and then, and then, and then the females come into, uh, estrus or they come to become fertile and then he mates with them all and then expands his own. So this has a huge impact on female lifetime success. Right. Um, and you know, humans are unique in many ways, but all of them involve an expansion in childhood, right? Whether it's big brains, language, Culture, material culture, all the things that make humans distinctive, require longer childhoods in order to um, in order to, um, to to create them, and and so the question would be: Under what conditions would females evolve to invest more in their offspring? If a big bunch of them are getting murdered all the time in random social violence, you know, as males battling it with each other, the answer is never. So human evolution required. A solution to the infanticide problem, and the question is, how does that arise? In the book, I propose, really for the first time, that the way in which it arose is that females preferred those males that were essentially de-weaponized. And all you got to do is look at uh, at a single smile. Can you smile, Kai? Ty? you yeah, <laughs> well, what are you showing? You are showing that you do not have fangs in your face. Right. You know. Our immediate closest relatives, the chimpanzees and gorillas, the males have deadly weapons in their faces—deadly huh. weapons that humans lack. Human males lack. Now, males, huh. males are uh, human males—are responsible for basically almost all of the social violence in the world today. Right?
1: Right. It's like ninety percent of murders are men, and about seventy percent of them are drunk.
2: And, and 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 the other and the women that are probably responding to abuse, uh, which drives them to it in many cases. So so the question is. Uh, under what conditions will males give up their weapons?
1: That's a big, huge it's what, question. It's when they're forced because the women won't sleep with them unless they're nice. So in that's the, kind of what the book I propose, says.
2: I propose that weapons get lost when they become unsexy, and the way uh, okay. to de-weaponize the males to get them below the belt where it hurts, right? And that this process was critical to the origin of the human species. Right. And all we got to do is look at a human smile to see it. We're all advertising the fact that we lacked it.
1: We don't have any fans. So if I want to if I want to get rid of a girl that I'm dating, can I put those fake vampire things in and then smile and be like, I, don't know. And, I you will know, bite you.
2: And, uh, humans have culture too. culture evolved after this. And culture is a weird thing. I mean, look at the popularity of vampire films, etc. So uh, I don't know Maybe well, somebody what? find that a, a turn on. That would <laughs> be nice. So basically, so 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 you know, uh, uh, human males are responsible for lots of violence, but one of the things they don't do in at any level ever is murder babies for their own sexual advantage. Right. And you know, in apes, this is the primary cause of the death of infants.
1: It's like yeah. You, Although if step par- stepfathers are responsible for about a hundred times more abuse yeah, than real fathers. but
2: that's still 0.00001 percent of infant deaths. In, right. in, in, in infanticide and gorillas and chimpanzees is responsible for a third of all infant deaths. Huh. 30%, 35%, right? That's, that's a tremendous difference. And you know, that's, that's the biggest transformation between humans and apes. And I think it's responsible for how we got here. And I think what it means is basically that, uh, uh, that female choice was a critical role. Now, another way to look at this is body size. It turns out that, you know, gorilla males are about twice the size of females. Chimpanzees are about thirty percent larger. Even bonobos, the famously uh, uh, peaceful and uh, and overtly sexual, uh, you know, uh, uh, pygmy chimpanzees, bonobos, are about twenty uh, percent uh, uh, bigger. But in humans, it's human males are only sixteen percent larger, right? Now, in, in bonobos, it's a it's a, a female. It's a complete. There is no sexual conflict. They're completely peaceful. There's no conflict, right? And and uh, and in in, and 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 yet those bonobo males are larger in body size than females than than human females. So how do you get smaller? I think it's a it's it's body it's body size choice. You know, even right now we have mostly people uh, preferring to mate with people of similar size.
1: Yeah, if you look, would, this explain mus- musicians because I read an it- I read an interesting. Th- uh, there's a book I forget what it's called and it's basically. You know, a lot of I even saw some people commenting here on the live stream that women always like the biggest, strongest guy. But if you look at the heartthrobs, the people who get posters on, you know, 20 year old girl or 19 year old girl's walls, it's like Justin Bieber. Now, Justin Bieber is not a big guy. He's probably five foot eight, 140 pounds, maybe 150. And he's a guy who you know, sings with not a deep voice, really. So there, there's a lot of evidence to what you're saying that women don't just look at fierce guys. Now, some what Dr. Buss says, or it's a bimodal. Short term, they look for big guys. They want to settle with there's, smaller guys. There's a,
2: there's a lot of data showing what, what, you know, uh, a, a strong correlation. There are always exceptions, but basically there's a strong correlation between the size of people in any couple you know, and, 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 and that's, it, the data are, are very strong. Now, uh, you know, the outliers are, are, you know, uh, are, are, are interesting, but you know, Justin Bieber doesn't have any role in, uh, it, I mean, he's a, a sort of an icon. He has some cultural relationship, but he doesn't really play a role in anybody's, uh, you know, sexual choices, except for the small world of people that might be around him. Uh, but, but, uh, uh, you know, um, there are variations, but that's the that there's a, there's strong support for that. So I, I, I think that basically getting this, the the sexes to be more similar in body size and elimination of of uh, of uh, of, uh, of canine weapons and also uh, you know a, a transformation of personality. Your average uh, male uh, ape is like a homicidal maniac waiting for his time, you know. And, uh, and, and and human males are, are 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 bad in a lot of ways, but they're not like that. And and how did that transformation of even human personality uh, come about? Um, it, it, I think it came about through through uh, through female choice, through female mate choice. Money is is a new invention. You know, uh, we started evolving uh, independently from chimpanzees you know, five to eight million years ago, right? That's a long, long time. Money was invented after agriculture about 10,000 years ago. So, you know, that, uh, has changed culture and changed, uh, our behavior quite a bit. Um, you know, uh, and I think it has changed, uh, uh sexual culture. Uh, but um, the other thing to note is that these people are not that much happier than uh, than people with less money and fewer options, if you will. You know, and that's why the newspapers are filled with or gossip columns are filled with like the screwed up lives of 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 rich, beautiful people. You know, that is not a path to like uh, any kind of success or fun in life. Right. Uh, you know, there's no, it, it may seem fun in the moment, uh, but, uh, it, you know, it's, 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 it's not, it's not a recipe for happiness. And so, um, I would think that in the long run, uh, you know, humans were built to be, we evolved to be satisfied, not to be like unsatisfied, profligate and unsatisfied. Right. And so, uh, uh though that might be happening around now, but it's certainly not an admirable
1: thing uh, I, I don't think. So you think that do you so you think that the best state for humans is a monogamous husband and wife, that is the best state for that's our natural state now?
2: I, I think we're built for happiness. And happiness okay. doesn't last forever, right? Or necessarily. Right. Uh, but I think, you know, the thing that makes us different from the apes is this long childhood. And in and in chimpanzees and gorillas, 100 percent of the parental care is done by females. Right? Females are doing all of the all of the uh, uh, the caring. Right? Uh, and one of the and and the, and not only the males not they don't they don't interact with their children. They don't recognize them. They don't even identify as dads. Right? The chimpanzee doesn't know who he's the dad of. Right? and 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 so so human,
1: so like some people alive now
2: right that's true <laughs> that hasn't but, changed. but the human but the human males are different right not only do they identify with their kids and and experience pride or experience interest and experience you know joy in their in their thriving uh, they're involved in almost every culture of the world right and and that's and that difference how did the guy get to be like that he got to be like because men who behave that way were attractive to females. And not only that, if the male is participating, you know what, that kid does better, lives longer, uh, grows up with more food and blah, blah, you know, and so it does better. So so yes, I think that uh, uh, parental investment by both sexes is important or was important. It wasn't permanent, and I don't think it's permanent necessarily in any part of the world or culture, but it was long enough so that the offspring Actually, could benefit, right? That means that means a lot of time, some time, and you know, and that's not. I don't think that's going to be surprising to anybody uh, to see that as some kind of an evolved state for for humans. Now, I'm not prescribing that that's the way people should be, but I think people are realizing that uh, um, that uh, you know, using your telephone to hook up. Uh, at a, at a high rate is not a recipe Tinder. for a happy.
1: You're talking about Tinder, I'm assuming. You
2: know, uh, males or yeah. females. Now, the fact is that you know I'm proposing that uh, that uh, that human evolution occurred because females made a lot of choices, and those choices are not just mating choices; they're remating choices. You know, right? most of human sexuality is not about fertilization of eggs. It's actually even in a in a population without birth control it's about less than a quarter, less 20%, less than 20% of, you know, copulation uh, events are going to give rise to some kind of, uh, 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 you know, fertilization, right? And so that's, that means 80% of the time, it's not about reproduction, it's about sampling. And so, so females have the chance to choose, do I, did I like that? And do I like that again, that rechoice and rechoice requires at least some flexibility in sexuality so it's not really about monogamy as we conceive of it but choice and co-investment co-co-investment i think those are conditions that we can say are natural and 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 and, what makes that what makes that work is um is um really getting to know each other you know, uh, most of the literature on uh, that uh, that uh, evolutionary psychologists do, they show people pictures and they ask you in, in, a, in a third of a second to evaluate, you know, how hot is this person, right? Um, but the fact is that that turns out to be a very poor indication of what we actually experience in life. The fact is that interacting with somebody is like, wow, that person is an asshole or that person is really attractive. Why was it that I'm so interested in that person because we're more than just you know what we look like we're personalities and so that is an evolved part of, 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 of human sexuality too how much do uh, how much do I enjoy being with this person That's not an accident.